Here we go. We're good. We're good. We're live. All right, so welcome back to City Youth. Um, glad to have you guys. Glad you make it. I'm glad we have, like, this consistent group that's been coming. You guys are, like, the fateful 12,000, right? The fateful four. Obviously, we'd like to see more kids come, but we're, I'm really interested in about building a relationship with a smaller group, right? It's better to know you guys on an individual level than know 50 kids but don't know them at all, right? So first week, we talked about what? Do you remember? Ah, yes. Yes, and we as followers of Jesus are called to be what type of follower? Yes, great. Week two, we talked about what? Which was the last week. The world and the difference between an enjoyment of it and an immersion in it, right? And the difference that was about being a follower of Jesus, how we had to operate in the world. And I told you guys last week, I said, okay, I will spend more time eventually, which this is the eventually, on what it means to be an active follower of Jesus in this world. And uh, we, I called it a call to be different. But I want to tell you guys uh, a story that I'm sure you all heard. The Ugly Duckling. How many of you heard this childhood story? Right? You had to have heard that. No? You never heard The Ugly Duckling? What? You've got to hear The Ugly Duckling. It's a classic. It's really sad. So, like, I didn't remember it at all. Okay, relatively, I remembered it. Obviously, that's why I chose it. So I watched the Disney short with the little cartoons. It's super sad because they're all, all these ducklings are born. Well, I guess not all ducklings, but all these babies are born, and this dude pops out, and he's like, this is live. This is exciting. And they all look at him, and they're like, oh, you're different. Hey, listen, we'll get to the end. It's my story. <laughs> my story. You're jumping the gun. So they're all, and, so, and the worst thing is, they start making fun of him. Because he looks different, because he acts different. It's really sad. So you have this story, right? This eggs hatch, and this bird comes out, and he looks around, and they all look at him. They're like, we don't like the way you look. We don't like the way you act. We don't really like who you are. And they make fun of him and they berate him and he's very sad because he's like, I didn't, you know, I don't really know who I am. And everyone's making fun of me for being different. Everyone's rejecting me and I feel so lonely. It's really a sad story if it ended right there. And we'll jump back to that. But the, it seems so unfair that he was mistreated that, because he was different. But it's interesting, something I thought about, is our world has a different perception than this. Sometimes, right? I, I, oh, yeah, he's sad. He's sad that he's rejected. Had that picture there. The, the world, there's this, like, emphasis on individuality. 
there's this emphasis on expressing yourself. There's this emphasis on you are unique, right? Here, let me just throw up some, I just looked up some quotes on the internet, and this is what I saw. What makes you different makes you beautiful. Being different isn't a bad thing if it means you're brave enough to be yourself. You will never influence the world by being just like it. That's, and this, I didn't get this from a Christian website. This is what the world thinks. So why does the world, it's kind of up there, why does the world, why does everyone want to be different in our world? And I know I kind of hinted at it, but why? Why do you wear a certain style? Because everyone wants to have their own look. Like there's the look in the magazines that you kind of shape after, but then there's a little twist that's you. The way you act, the way you present yourself, the, just everything. Like there's something that makes you uniquely George, right? Or at least that's what you want to think. Something that makes you uniquely Caleb, something that makes me uniquely Trevor. So why is that, there's such emphasis on this? Any ideas? Why, why, does it, why does everyone want to be different? Any thoughts? All right, I'll jumpstart your brain. Do you want to get lost? Now, maybe some people are introverted. I understand that. I, I, I get, okay, I get the extroversion, introversion thing. But ultimately, no one wants to be completely faceless in the crowd, right? You don't want to know that at the end of the day, when you give your last breath, no one really knew who you were. Does anyone here like, yeah, no, I'm cool with that? Right? Why is that? It's a desire to be different. You have a desire to stand out. What about to express oneself's pricelessness? Wow, try saying that five times fast. It won't happen. You believe, whether you will say it verbally, me being different is valuable. I don't want to be the wallflower. I want to be, and it is not, I think that sometimes when we say about, like, I want to stand out, we think center stage spotlight but I think it's more that you want to be known as something unique. You want to be considered unique. The world emphasizes that. Look at artists today. They do some of the most outlandish things, like wear a meat dress, right? And I know that was a while ago. I don't know how long ago that was, but it was a while ago. But just think about any star today. Something unique about them. It's to stand out. Like Sia, have you seen her wig business she's got going on? Like I know it's to focus on the dance. I understand that. But, but you know, like, it's unique. Good. Yes. Correct, but it's so it's to stand out. So Sia is known, of, like you know who she is, right? I guess. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. That's great. That's great. And I'm telling you guys, and it was obvious in the title that we're also called to do this as Christians. Do you know Christians are called to be different? You're like, how? 
personally and socially. Christians are called to be different. Last week, we talked about what it looks like to be in the world, what it, well, more so what the world is. And this week, we're talking about what it looks like to be completely immersed in Jesus. And it's this call to be different. And let me tell you, on like paper, if we list it out what a Christian does, it looks really different to what our world does. So let's jump in. Let's talk about personally. Personally, specifically this thing called the Bible. So a Christian is called out. Did you ever think about this? They spend daily exploration of an ancient book. I know all of you here have had some kind of Christian background, but did you ever step back to think that a Christian who's an active follower of Jesus, one of the main things they do is explore an ancient book on a daily basis? That's different. We live out the Bible's tenets. What it says, we do. So not only do they look at this old book, and some people don't understand why the Bible's any different than Charles Dickens' Christmas Carol. Seriously. And we follow what it says. What if there was a, a Charles Dickens group and they followed out and they were like trying to be ghosts? Some people, that's what it looks like. They're like, they follow this thing. This book. This old book. Bestseller, by the way, of all time, the Bible. Did you know that? I guess it makes sense. For example, they read passages like this. All scripture is given by inspiration of God is proper for doctrine, for proof, for correction, for instruction and in righteousness. And they actually believe that. Well, that book says they do it. So they explore it daily. They live it out. They use it as a governing standard of morality. And I'll tell you what, you've probably experienced this in school or in situations where you're with unbelievers, right? They, that blows their mind. You're not going to do what? what? You like him, right? You don't want to, no? No, yeah, because the Bible says not to. Interesting. Okay. And you take it to a verse like this, it guides my feet and my path, it, 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 it leads me. Right? So, and, wow, I put animation every time. You put it, the Bible to memory. That's what a Christian does. What's different? Did, it, give me an example of some other memory thing that's happening in this world today outside of like bi- biblical memorization verses. What, vocabulary for a test maybe? This is wit, this is different. Using the Bible for discernment. Anyone know what discernment means? Got a quick definition? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Charles, what were you going to say? Making decisions? Okay. Yeah, so, and people make decisions with their heart. These people, these Christians over here, they make it with a book. It's different. Interesting. Hop on over. 
for the Word of God, and this is just a verse explaining that. So if someone asks, oh yeah, I say that it's, it's, it's piercing the vision of soul, spirit of joints and marrow, and it's discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. Hebrews 4.12. I'm giving you verses so you know when I make these lists, I don't just like, oh, that sounds good. Oh, that sounds good. I, I actually like, oh, hey, the Bible says this, so maybe that's important, right? And maybe you're wondering, what, what is your point right now? There's a call to be different as a Christian. And it starts first with the Bible. Right here. And then it starts, well, we'll get there. Following the Bible regardless of the trials. You ever think about that concept? That in the hardest times or in the most difficult situations where a reaction that would be very, very easy if we just did it a different way out of accordance to what the Bible says, and us as Christians, we say no! Because the Bible says not to. What's your point, Trevor? Is it called to be different? We're getting there. Apparently the slide appeared again. I'm struggling with my PowerPoint here. All right. You know what else is weird personally about a Christian? You uh, talk to God. You ever try to say that in a casual conversation? I, uh, I prayed to God the other day. And, and, and you grew up in church, so like that's normal prayer? Did you ever think about someone who didn't, and you tell them that? Like, I prayed to God for you. You did what? Yeah, I talked to God. The God, yes, the, the, the God that created everything, yes. Ah. Interesting. We have the faith that he hears. Be careful for none of them and everything. Uh, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. We believe he hears our request. That's different. What else? Faith that he is capable. Why do you pray? Oh, and I totally forgot this is on. Man, that is going to make my recording so bad. It's so loud. I knew something was distracting me. Sorry, recording. Prayer. You believe that he hears and you believe he is capable, or at least we're supposed to. And I'm flying through this for a reason. I understand. You know these things. I'm not, I know that. Take your requests so that he can share them with an all-sovereign God. He or she can share them. So did you, you ever, I know Candace used to do this back at Chick-fil-A, and I would do this when I worked at uh, Jackson Dawson in Detroit, is I'd ask if they had anything to pray for. So as a Christian, different. Not only do you pray to God, you also say, hey, I could pray for things for you if you'd like. It's different. Building a deep relationship with him, with the, this all-sovereign God via prayer. It's different. That's a call, by the way. The Bible tells us to. It says so. I exhort you, therefore, that first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings, and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceful life in all godless honesty, for this is our good and acceptable inside of God, our Savior, who will have all men to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of the truth. What's your point, Trevor? And we're getting farther and farther. Two points I want to make, real quick. In a world that 
says individuality is like what you're going after. You actually have a Bible that says, we want you to stand out for Jesus. And it starts with this thing called the Bible. That's different. It starts with this thing called prayer. That's different. It starts with individual discipline. You ever think about this? We choose to obey regardless of what we want. Or at least we're supposed to. We deny personal gain or pleasure if contradictory to the Bible. When I'm making a business deal, right, or you're doing something at school, it's easier to lie or to steal. We say no. Because the Bible, because God said not to. We're called to be different. For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness of worldly lusts, we should live soberly, righteously, godly in this present world. I don't know if that verse could be any more clear. It says, basically, hey, I know this might be what you think you want, but the Bible says, no, this is what I want you to do. What's your point, Trevor? We're getting there. Oh. That's good. Removing stumbling blocks in order to, be be to better improve the interpersonal relationship with God. Not only do we have disciplines to deny what we want, but did you ever think about this? That even things that aren't inherently bad, we remove them sometimes because they tend to stumble our relationship with God. For example, maybe you're so consumed with video, and I'm not thinking of anyone in particular, with video games that they remove your, you're like, I do not spend time with God because I keep constantly wanting to play video games, and you just get rid of them. There's nothing inherently wrong with video games, but we do that. That's different. How are we different socially? Any ideas? You want to hear, socially, how are Christians told to be different? Let's talk about action. Anybody? Anybody? Socially, how are we, how are we called to be different? We're together, we're unified, we're there for each other, yeah? How else are we called to be different as Christians? Here, I'll throw one up, maybe we'll start jogging thoughts. Love our neighbors. That concept's actually a lot more like involved than we think, right? Oh, love our neighbors, that's super easy. No, it's not. Because sometimes they don't love you back. And sometimes they're not really interested in you loving them. And they make that verbally and sometimes physically known. One more time? Okay. You sure? Yeah? Okay, so like you were saying our identity. So far, we'll see. <laughs> it's only been two weeks. <laughs> they might not like me by the end of it, but. Extreme hospitality. Did you know? And I, I, this is something I feel like we don't ever like preach on. But the Bible is very adamant about us opening our homes and being hospitable. I'm not saying that people who aren't Christians aren't hospitable. I'm just saying there's extreme hospitality that is supposed to be among us. Any other thoughts now that I've mentioned a two that Christians are called to? The gospel. What does that mean? Yes. But I was saying, like, gossiping, like, 
gossip. We're not supposed to be. That's different. We have gossip columns, folks. Gossip columns. And we tell someone, we don't really like talking behind people's backs. That's like the funnest thing in the world to do to some people. We care for the vulnerable. Why would we do that? I mean, yeah, there's charities out there, I understand. But we care for, regardless of you know, disability, regardless of social status, at least we're supposed to. Patient, not angry. That's at least what we're supposed to do. That's what we're called to do, to be different, right? Kind, not coarse. That's what we're supposed to do, right? Called to be different. Strong-willed, not strong-fist. At least that's what we're supposed to do. It's a call to be different. Excessively moral, not obscenely immoral. Tell you what, that's a huge call that we're supposed to do. That's a call to be different. You guys are kind of noticing and repeating in me, probably. That's on purpose. Socially in speech, Char hit on a couple of them, right? We share a message of hope. At least we're supposed to, because that's the call to be different. We share this good news frequently. Our words are particularly clean and loving. Gossip and slander and profanity is not found. Not in little amounts, not sprinkle about, it's not found. This is not supposed to be, because that's the call to be different. Are you different? Honestly, I had a point in rehashing everything you've ever known about Christianity. I do it frequently because I think sometimes in our Christian culture, we can get really, really casual about it. Christian... Let me remove a veil that surrounds it about Christianity, okay? Real quick. I want to be upfront and honest about the ugliness and hardship of authentic, true faith. I'm not here sitting, standing here saying, while following Christ is beautiful and worthwhile, there will be disappointment, pain, suffering, betrayal, and you're not immune or excluded from these horrors ever as a Christian. Did you know that? Have you heard that? I'm not here preaching. Become a Christian. We're perfect people who never have problems. Here's the reality. Christians do lie. Gossip, cheat, hurt, and fail. We can be foolish and clumsy and even inconsistent. We make mistakes, and boy, do we paint a bright red target on ourselves when we choose to be a Christian in this world. But guess what? We're called to be the ugly ducklings. And as lame as an example you might think that is, you're called to be the ugly duckling. The minute you said, Jesus, yes, you flashed into the duckling where everyone looked at and was like, what the? Ha, you're, I don't like you, man. I don't like what you're doing. I don't like what you're about. Let's make fun of him. He's different. But you're called to it. 
Here's the concerning part is that you're called to be different and you live in a world that says different is good, but when it comes to being different for Jesus, I find that most Christians get lost in the crowd. A call to be different. You care more about what you wear, care more about your style, your whatever, friends, doesn't matter. But when it came to Jesus saying, you want to be different? Just do what I ask you. You will be different. You'll stand out. You would be unique. And it's not about you, by the way. And we're getting there. But if you want to stand out, read an ancient book and follow it to a T. Pray to me when everyone thinks you're praying to an imaginary friend. Discipline yourself unlike anyone else in this world. That's different. Oh, by the way, be nice to all the people that make fun of you. Be nice to all the people that don't deserve any of your love. Don't gossip, don't slander, don't do profanity. Be hospitable. Why? Because I called you to be different. But my concern is, and I'm telling you guys, it's not just you four, because I know you happen to be here right now. It's even the ladies who came from Greenville that are here. It's everyone who's listening on Facebook or whatever. It's even to me that I find that Christians, there's a call to be different. It's not about your stupid shoes or your cool new sunglasses or haircut. It's a call to be like Christ, and for some reason, we don't do it. And we talked about the world yesterday, and I find that we're more being different in the world than we are being different for Christ. That's why we rehash all those boring points. Because I want you to ask yourself how many you're actually doing. You are called to be different personally and socially. Why? Not so you stand out, because Jesus stands out. That's what's awesome about you being, you're called to be different and the world calling you to be different is two different things. And I use different a lot of times in that sentence. The world says be different because it's you, man. It's so Caleb can be cool and stand out and his name on billboards. So Caleb's book is a bestseller. So George has the coolest Physical training, whatever. Like, you know, Rebecca's the most famous dentist. She stands out. Charles is the best track meet runner. And our call to be different is so Jesus stands out. The person of Jesus is expressed. It's not about you expressing individuality. It's about you expressing that Jesus is inside you as an individual. That's the call to be different. The holy uniqueness of Christ is why we're different, not the uniqueness of you. And I know I get a little fiery about this. I know I get a little excited, but I clench my fist sometimes when I like scroll through Facebook. Or, and it's not because I'm perfect at this, by the way. I want you to know that I struggle with this very concept. Because I don't do all the things I listed, I wish I could say I do to a T. I'm just perfect at it because I'm not. I'm definitely not. But I see so many young Christian men and women. Guys, I went to this school called Bob Jones. If you want a glaring example of kids who are seeking to be different but not for Christ, 
It's there. And I'm not saying it's not bad. It's a great school. Really enjoyed it. But the content of kids who grew up in Christian culture, Jesus, no one would know if you knew him. But you're different because you know, oh, he's a kid who's got the whatever on. Or he's the kid that does that thing. That's awesome, man. Like, cool. You ever want the podcast? That's awesome. Like, oh, you you're you go to church? I never would have done that. That sh- should be impossible for any of your friends. There's no way they don't know that. That'd be dumbfounding. Because you have a call to be different. Here's the reality. We find ourselves so stuck on standing out in our culture for our own individuality, for our own sakes. It's just when it comes to Christ, we're, we find ourselves to be the most conforming. When Jesus, like, even if your friends, like, talk about someone else who goes to church, like, for some reason, we're like, oh, I better not utter anything. I don't want them to know. Or if they know, it's really chill. It's really chill. It's like the thing to say. It's chill. Like, you know, I'm a chill Christian. Don't shove it down their throats. Right? And I know there's a time and place. I understand that. I'm not asking you to run down the halls of your school like, Jesus! You know, like, I get it. I understand. But what I'm saying is I'm concerned that we are wallflowers when it comes to our Christian life. We are a speck in the sand. We are a face in the crowd. And unfortunately, that's only to Jesus' defamement. So let's talk about application, because I hate ever preaching something like this and say, okay, see ya, feel terrible about yourselves, bye-bye, you know, like, that's just so bad, like, that's, that's nothing, it's like, hi, I'm the worst person, and that's all I feel right now. What was, what's the point? I want you to talk to God, because that's actually what we're called to do and asked to do, and pray and say uh, that he would help you be different for him. That's legitimate. If you believe prayer works, like, hey, Lord, um, I've not been too good at this lately. Um, help me live out what you asked me to do. I want to give you guys an example of something. Um, my wife's pregnant, right? And so she's a little bit more, and she's very strong-willed and awesome, but she's a little bit more needy at times. So I get asked to do things probably more often than I used to. And I have to, I have to sometimes, because I'm... One of those people, when I get derailed from something that I'm like, kind of got the, the trains rolling, and like I'm kind of going at it, and then it's like, Trevor, I'm like, oh, no, 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 I'm doing well, no. I have to tell, Lord, love is patient, love is kind. You would do this. I need to. And guys, it's not because I'm like super spiritual because I do that. It's because I'm like, I do not want to respond that way. And sometimes I don't. Sometimes I respond incorrectly. But I often had to say, Lord, give me the right response. Let me show your kind of love to my wife. And so I believe this. I believe it's talk to him because he wants to help you guys. He's not like, all right, Char, you saved. Good, okay. Go do it. No, I won't help you. No, no, no. Go, go, go. That's what the Bible, you read that in the Bible? And God said, good luck. Bye-bye. Boy, Kids grow up so fast. You know, like, no, he says, I'm here for you. And no matter what trial, I'll be there for you. And I'm not saying it's going to be easy, but I'm saying I will never leave you. Promise. Examine yourself personally and socially. 
If you want these lists, by the way, I am more than willing to send them to you with the verses attached because I know I went through them quickly. Examine yourself. You know, it's very possible that you are doing well in some areas, but there's some areas you could beef up. For example, me being kind is probably something I work on. I know it's hard to believe, but I'm actually very, like, short-fused when it comes to, like, people I don't know. Like, like, I just, I'm like, explain your relevance immediately or I will be upset. I won't get angry. I just get annoyed very easily. I'm just being forthcoming. I'm not a perfect person. You know, maybe I do be, read my Bible because I would say every day, I, you know, that's what I do. But there's other areas, definitely. And maybe you're like, okay, you know, I'm really good at being nice, but, man, I sure don't ever read my Bible. I really should do that because that thing's got a lot of good stuff in it. I just want to throw it out there. Wow. Pray daily for So, obviously, the application you hear in other lessons can be, like, brought over, right? So you can list out things. You can do this. I really want to focus on the prayer aspect because change doesn't happen when you're just like, okay, be more strong-willed, more Christian today. All me. And I know I spat. It's gross. I understand. Just let it go. <laughs> right? Let God help you. It's good. It's okay. It's okay. So I want to encourage you guys with one more thing. And that's why I had to cut off Charla before she ruined my example. Um, Back to the ugly duckling, right? You're called to be the ugly duckling. And I know it sounds silly. Let that be your application for today. You're called to be an ugly duckling in this world. You are not desirable. You know that, right? It's not, we, like, I get that the Bible provides hope. I get it that the Bible, like, provides comfort. But overall, the overwhelming, like, what the life of a Christian is, it's like, it's not, like, it's ugly. You're the ugly duckling, and you're called to be it. But the story ends in a rather delightful way. He's sad because he feels alone. He's sad because I'm the only ugly duckling. And I tell you, you're not. You're not. Right? There's other ones, too. Quite frankly, we're a room of, you know, if you believe in Jesus, you're a room of ugly ducklings. I want to tell you guys one thing about this story that's really awesome, how it ends, is he finds his family. Yes, when you become a Christian, you stand out. You're different. And honestly, unpleasing to probably a lot of people. You know, it's nice to be nice, but when it comes to telling them that we don't do certain things because God doesn't want us to and they like it, like, no, I'm not interested in that. I don't like you. Let me make fun of you. You're not the only ugly duckling. Every Christian's an ugly duckling, and you're part of that family. That's why you come to things like this. To find the other ugly ducklings and realize you are not alone. Although individually, looking like this caused him a lot of pain, and by himself, amongst the sea of everything else that looked different from him, caused a lot of discomfort and caused him tears. 
he always found that he could go back here to the other ugly ducklings. You're not the only Christian out there. You're not the only one who's called to be different. It's not your burden to carry alone. It's our burden to carry together. So when you come here or you go anywhere else, don't feel like it's all you. If someone like came up to you and said, I hate you for being a Christian, share it with us. And let us lift you up and say, you know what? It's okay because Jesus is worth it. You are called to be different. Not for you, for Jesus. That's it. That's all I got. That's all. And I had the ugly duckling in there, man. I love that story. That's good. Now I need to go home and watch it on YouTube. It's really sad, but it ends up really happy. So, let's pray. Uh, Father, I know we... Um, we know all the things on that list. I don't think there's anything there that I put up that was revolutionary. It's more so that we don't tend to maybe live that out. You call us to be different. Help us to do so. I ask this in your name. Amen. Um, so if you ever want any of my notes, by the way, or any of the verses, it's like not, like not inaccessible to you. You can always ask me and I'll give you them and you can see the craziness, which is my brain. Um, oh, I should probably cut this off.